podcast. My name is Ryan Furman and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. The website is mainlyplants.com or you can find me on social media, <clears throat> excuse me, at mainlyplants. Get a hold of me through there or uh, through the contact page on the website or the email ryan at mainlyplants.com. Um, so before we get into the main topic today, <clears throat> I do want to bring up real quick, I was asked twice in the last week um, about soy and and specifically tofu um, and its effects on estrogen levels on in both men and women. Um, I covered it in, in kind of uh, greater detail in the episode, A Plant-Based Response, uh, kind of a ways back. But just real quick, um, it, it it's a myth that you know, eating soy products or tofu is going to uh, mess with your estrogen levels, whether you're a male or female. Um, there's just no clinical research to back that up. It's a myth um, that I feel was was uh, perpetrated by the um, the meat and dairy industry to kind of get you to uh, not use tofu as a as a substitute for their products. But long story short. Um, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's in there. Um, but don't worry about it. Have tofu. And as long as you're eating a varied diet uh, of whole plant-based foods, um, you're not going to be eating a ton of tofu anyway. You know, it's fine. Cook up some tofu, toss it in your stir-fry, in your salad or whatever. Um, but uh, you, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> so this week, I want to talk to you about dairy. Um and let me preface by saying that there's a lot of data here, <clears throat> and um, it'll reference. I'll reference a lot of a lot of uh, different studies and stuff. In the interest of not boring you to sleep, I'm not going to cite everything. So if you if there's a fact that you hear or you have a question about something or something concerns you and you want to know the source, uh, go ahead and, and shoot me an email or, or contact me in whatever way you want to and I will give you uh, my citations. <clears throat> All right, so let's get started, right? So, dairy. Um, I, it, when people ask me you know, what they should give up first, it's kind of hard to narrow down, right? And I've talked about this before, but I always say to start with dairy just because it's not necessarily the worst thing for you, and I say that with trepidation because it's all, all animal products are worst for you. Uh, but I, I, I feel that it will make the biggest, you, it'll make the most noticeable change in your uh, both physical appearance and, and how you physically feel the quickest. So it's kind of the fastest results. Um, so when people give up dairy, they notice the results faster um, and it kind of spurs them on to, to keep going. So <clears throat> um, let's talk about dairy a little bit and, and why uh, you should stay away from it at all costs. Okay, so the first thing is bone health, right? So obviously calcium is important. It helps keep your bones strong and dense. Now our bones are constantly being retrofitted, for lack of a better word. Um, and by that I mean that our bodies remove constantly small amounts of calcium from our bones and, re and replace it with new calcium. So it's really vital to have enough calcium so that your bone density doesn't decrease. Um, you know, you're not, you're, 
when the when your body's removing the old calcium that there's new calcium to replace it with and it's not uh, you're not just ending up with leached bones um, though calcium is necessary for ensuring bone health there is a point of diminishing return return uh, in terms of how much you consume so if you consume more than around 600 milligrams per day which is by the way super easy to achieve without dairy or calcium supplements um, just on a whole food plant-based diet um, so if you exceed 600 milligrams per day on average obviously there's there's uh, uh, exceptions to every rule it's not going to do anything more for your bone health <clears throat> so you kind of hit your your uh, your peak there now there is research that shows that dairy products have little or no benefit for your bones uh, there was a a review published in Pediatrics, um, which is a publication in 2005, that showed that milk consumption does not improve bone integrity in children. Now, in a more recent study, um, researchers tracked the diets, physical activity, and stress fracture incidences of um, adolescent girls uh, for seven years. So it was a long-term study. And what they concluded is that the dairy products uh, and calcium in that did not prevent stress fracture, fractures in, in adolescent girls. Um, so, you know, you, a lot of people, t times you think about calcium and, and the necessary um, intake of calcium for older people, um, but it's also obviously vital for the growing process. Your bones, when you're going through puberty and your childhood, you're going, your bones are constantly growing. Um, so calcium is obviously needed there and it's kind of overlooked. Uh, but it found that that uh, calcium from dairy didn't prevent stress fractures in those girls. Um, there was a, a study um, in Harvard Nurses Health, uh, and it, the study followed more than seventy-two thousand women for eighteen years, so a longer study, and it showed that there was no no protective effect due to increased milk consumption on fracture risk. So both in girls and older women, over uh, long periods of time, years, uh, the dairy didn't help with the fracture risks. Now, it's possible to decrease the risk of osteoporosis and osteopenia by reducing sodium intake in the diet and likewise increasing whole plant-based foods and ensuring that that uh, the, the these whole plant-based foods that you're eating are rich in calcium. And some examples of calcium-rich foods are kale, broccoli, um, beans, dark leafy green vegetables. Um, and then, you know, people like their almond milk, their soy milk. Um, soy milk, just as an example, provides about the same amount of calcium per serving as milk um, or other dairy products. So there's really no necessary um, reason for consuming milk or dairy. Now, in terms of bone density, exercise is one of the most effective ways to increase bone density and decrease the risk of osteoporosis and osteopenia. Um, and this is both in children and adults. And it's because um, when you have high impact activity, such as running, lifting heavy weights, um, the bones, your bones increase in density to support that um, that uh, that uh, what's it called? Totally blanking on the word. Uh, that impact, right? So your bones are just saying, "Oh shit!" Uh, you know, 
we're getting beat up here, we need to kind of reinforce ourselves. And by doing that, your bones get more dense. Now, when you are um, sedentary, when you lead a sedentary lifestyle, that's when your bones um, become more brittle. So exercise, super important. Now, a lot of times people will drink milk and, and, and eat dairy in order to obtain vitamin D. Um, but vitamin D is available in other sources. Now, vitamin D is necessary in calcium absorption in the body. Without it, only about 10 to 15% of your calcium is absorbed. So you're really doing yourself a disservice by not getting vitamin D. And the easiest way to get vitamin D is just through sunlight. You just go outside and stand in the sun for between 5 and 15 minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, get your legs, your arms, your face exposed. Not that long that you're going to get uh, skin cancer or a sunburn. Um, and uh, and that's that'll meet your daily requirement. And obviously, if you're darker skinned, then you have to be in the sun longer. It just depends on how pale or tan or black or white or whatever you are. Um, so kind of you have to uh, adjust accordingly to that. Um, now, let us kind of move away from, from uh, bone health. And let's talk about fat content and cardiovascular disease kind of briefly. Now, I talked about saturated fats on uh, a previous podcast not too long ago. But just to kind of reiterate, dairy products... Uh, and we're talking about all of them, you know, cheese, ice cream, milk, yogurt. Um, they, they contribute significant amounts of cholesterol to the body. And that's not just because of saturated fat. It's because of the animal protein and the other stuff that's in it. Um, so a low animal fat plant-based diet that removes dairy products in combination with exercise, if you smoke, stop smoking, and obviously managing your stress excuse me, can not only prevent heart disease, but it can also reverse it. It is reversible. So you can get off, hopefully, your medication. Um, now, there are links between dairy and cancer. Consumption of dairy products has been linked to higher risks um, for different types of cancers, especially those of the reproductive system, those that, that involve hormones. Um specifically prostate cancer and breast cancer. Now, the danger of dairy products um, in terms of consumption as it relates to those types of cancers, prostate and breast cancer, is most likely from studies shown um, due to increases in insulin-like growth factor. And I'll abbreviate it as IGF just because it's easier than saying insulin-like growth factor. So IGF, which is found in cow's milk. Now, the consumption of, of uh, milk and dairy products on a regular basis has been shown through research to increase circulating levels of IGF in the body. Now, the most convincing association between IGF levels and cancer risk is seen in studies of prostate cancer. So again, those, those reproductive systems. Um, there have been studies in you know, diverse populations that have shown a strong and consistent association between IGF concentrations and prostate cancer risk. So this is across the board. Um, in, in one particular study, um, it showed that men with the highest levels of IGF had more than four times the risk of prostate cancer than the average low-level male. Um, there was a study in Physicians Health. 
uh, in the Physician's Health Study, which is another publication, and it tracked um, 21,660 participants for 28 years, so another, another long-term study. And what they found is an increased risk of prostate cancer for those who consumed more than two and a half servings of dairy products per day as compared with those who consumed uh, less than a half. Um, and, and when I say less than, I mean less than or equal to. Um, so just know that. Um, now, this study also shows that prostate cancer was elevated with increased consumption of low-fat milk. So it's not just the fat, it's the dairy, period. Um, so it, and what this suggests is that too much dairy calcium, um, and again, not just the fat, uh, that, that's in dairy products could be a potential threat to prostate health. And this is specifically to dairy calcium, right? So it's, not, it's we're not talking about plant-based calcium, specifically animal calcium. Now, in, in addition to the increased levels of IGF, estrogen metabolites are considered risk factors for cancers of the reproductive system, uh, including breast cancer, ovarian ca cancer, and again, prostate cancer. Now, these metabolites, these estrogen metabolites, can affect uh, cellular proliferation, um, meaning that the cells grow rapidly and abnormally, which can lead to cancer growth, obviously. Now, the consumption of milk and dairy products contributes to the majority, between about 60 and 70%, of estrogen intake in the human diet. <coughs> so, you remember I, I talked really quickly at the top of the podcast about um, uh, estrogen or the, the fear of estrogen in soy products. Um, now, what you're hearing is, again, the consumption of milk and dairy products, cheese, yogurt, ice cream, all that stuff, contributes to 60 to 70% of estrogen intake in the human diet. So far exceeding soy, tofu. Um, there was a study that, that, that looked at 1,893 women, um, and what it did is it, it diagnosed um, early stage invasive breast cancer. And what it found is that higher amounts of fat, higher amounts of high fat dairy products um, resulted in higher mortality rates. Um, so not only can it spur on the cancer, but it can, it can increase the, the severity of the cancer in terms of death. Now, as little as a half a serving a day increased the risk significantly. Um, so, you know, I hear a lot of people say that, oh, I just have a little bit of cheese or I just have a little bit of dairy here and there. It's not good. Cut that shit out. doesn't matter how little or how much you're, I mean, it does matter how, much, how little or how much you're having, but no amount is safe. Um, so the consumption of dairy products can also contribute to the development of ovarian cancer, which I talked about real quick. The relation between dairy products and ovarian cancer um, can be caused by the, uh, the breakdown of the milk sugars um, and the conversion in, into galactose. And it, it, we're getting kind of scientific here, but... Basically, galactose is a type of sugar that can be toxic to ovarian cells. Um, there was a study that was done in Sweden, <clears throat> and 
um, it looked at the consumption of, of this lactose and dairy products, and they found that it was positively linked to ovarian cancer. Um, there was another study done in, uh, in the United States that found that women who consumed more than one glass of milk per day had a 73% greater chance of developing ovarian cancer than women who drank less than one glass per day. So if you're a woman, this should be shocking and quite frankly, kind of scary. You know, I'm not in this to scare anybody, but just to kind of give you the cold hard truth. And, <clears throat> you know, it's no joke. You've really got to take care of yourself. And dairy is, is has been shown to, to screw with your body and your hormones and, and the development of cancer. You know, it's, it's funny because I'll, you know, I'll see people who, who berate other people for uh, smoking, but then these other pe- these same people turn around and you know are eating cheese or say they love cheese. They can never give up cheese. Well, you can and you probably should because if you're worried about cancer and you're giving this person shit for smoking, then and I'm all for you know don't smoke either. That's not good either. But um, you know this dairy is along the same lines. So uh, beware. Uh, moving along. The next issue with dairy is lactose intolerance, right? And it's very common among all populations. It affects roughly 95% of Asian Americans, 74% of Native Americans, 70% of African Americans, 53% of Mexican Americans, uh, and about 15% of of Caucasians. Um, I feel that 100% of people are lactose intolerant to a degree. Um, you might just not really realize it. You know, you have some cheese and you kind of get like a little bit of a stomach ache or get kind of gassy, but it doesn't qualify as quote unquote lactose intolerance in the medical standards because, um, you know, your symptoms aren't severe. Um, and the symptoms uh, can include, like I said, you know, kind of stomach aches, diarrhea, flatulence, um, and they occur because in these people who get severe symptoms, they don't have uh, this, a certain enzyme called uh, lactase. And lactase helps digest the milk sugar lactose. When it's digested, um, the breakdown products of lactose are two simple sugars, glucose and galactose. Now, nursing children have active enzymes that break down galactose, but as we get older, Many of us lose this ability because we're not supposed to be drinking milk or dairy. Uh, dairy is for young and necessary for young. And when I mean dairy, I mean mother's milk, so breastfeeding. Um, cows should be drinking cow milk. Humans should be drinking human milk when they're when they're babies. So when we grow up and we keep drinking milk, uh, especially from another species, it's going to screw up your system. Um, and our bodies are telling us this, that we don't need this because, like I just said, when we're children, when we're nursing, we have special enzymes that break down these sugars because our body needs this milk. Uh, when we get older, because we don't need the milk anymore, we don't have those enzymes anymore. Or I should say the majority of us lose the enzymes. Um, so, again, just do yourself a favor. Don't try to figure out a way how you can have milk or take, I can't remember what the, um, what the pill is or the medication that you can take to, to be able to eat dairy if you're lactose intolerant. Um, how about just don't eat the dairy? There's plenty of vegan cheeses, milks, 
substitutes out there that taste really, really good. If you want recommendations, I'm happy to give them to you. Um, and you don't need them anymore. Um, and kind of getting getting deeper into it, there are so many contaminants in milk. Um, and they range from everything from hormones to pesticides. Um, milk, when I, mean, when I say milk, I'm talking about specifically about dairy milk. But though it's all in, you know goat's milk, all that kind of stuff. Um, it contains hormones and growth factors produced within a cow's body. Uh, in addition, there are synthetic hormones um, like bovine growth hormone uh, that are commonly used to increase a cow's production of milk. It's a synthetic hormone that's given to cows to increase the milk production. And once these hormones, both synthetic and natural in a cow, are introduced to the human body, um, they affect the normal hormonal function of humans. Um, so, for example, when treating cows for conditions such as mastitis or inflammation of the mammary glands, of the udder, um, antibiotics are used, and traces of these antibiotics have occasionally been found in samples of milk and dairy products. So this treatment is used frequently because mastitis is super common in dairy cows um, because we're trying to get cows, and when I mean we, um, the greater population, is trying to get cows to produce more dairy than natural. And when we do that, you're screwing up their hormones and so you have to give them synthetic hormones to keep the milk production. Those synthetic, those synthetic hormones make, our, make their way into the milk, into our body, which is disgusting. Um, there have been pesticides. Um, they're also called PCBs and dioxins <coughs> that have also been found in milk. And dairy products contribute to about between one-fourth and one-half of the dietary intake of uh, dioxins, these types of toxins. All these toxins do not quickly leave the body <clears throat> and can build up to harmful levels. They accumulate over time. And and when they get to these harmful levels, they can affect your, your immune system, your reproductive system, and your central nervous system. So, you know, PCBs and dioxins are not good for you. And they've also been linked to cancer in certain studies. Um, other contaminants that are often introduced during the process of, of, uh, of collecting milk include melamine, which is often found in plastic and can affect your kidney and urinary tract because it's got a high nitrogen content. Um, there are also carcinogenic to toxins in them. Um, you know, I can keep naming toxins and get really technical. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know why I'm so congested today, but I think the main, the main uh, lesson to be learned is we're giving cows synthetic hormones um, as well as the hormones that are naturally found in cows, and it's making it's their their way into our bodies. It's not good for you. They build up, and your body gets screwed up, and you wonder why people don't feel well. <coughs> now. Um, there's a correlation between milk protein and diabetes. So type 1 diabetes, which has also been in, called um, childhood onset diabetes, is linked to uh, consumption of dairy products in infancy. So there was a study done uh, in Finland in 2001, and it studied 3,000 infants with genetically increased risk 
for developing diabetes. And it showed that um, early introduction of cow's milk increased the susceptibility of type 1 diabetes. So uh, no matter what age, not good for you, right? <clears throat> In addition, there was another uh, study done that found and looked at up to a 30% reduction in the, in the uh, incidence of type 1 diabetes in, in, in infants who avoid exposure to cow's milk protein for at least the first three months of their lives. So, you know, I don't know how many people are giving milk to their babies, um, but don't because you're, you're kind of fucking them from Jump Street. <clears throat> um, so, you know, just to kind of wrap things up, because we, I, I spat out a lot of facts and a lot of studies and a lot of information. And I'm sure your head's spinning. Listen to it a couple times if you have to. I tried to make it as simple as possible. Um, but, I mean, milk and dairy products just aren't necessary. And not only are they not necessary, but they are harmful. So why are we, why are we consuming it? You know, we don't need to do it. So what's the reason? I don't understand it. If somebody can explain it to me, that'd be great. You know, why why drink milk and have dairy products when we can get all that stuff that we need without the negative side effects by eating a, a diet that's rich in you know fruits and grains and vegetables and legumes and 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 whole plant based foods. You know, they'll they will help you meet your calcium. Uh, requirements, um, your your potassium, your vitamin D, without problem, your protein, without problem, and without these health risks. So I'm going to leave you with that to kind of think about it. Um, I, I, really, I really want you to understand that um, you might understand this, and you might get it, and, and if you didn't before the podcast, Hopefully you get it now. And if you did it before the podcast, hopefully I reinforced it. But beyond that, um, it's not fair to sit idly by and and not mention something to somebody else. And I don't mean be a preachy asshole and, and give people shit. I mean inform them, wake them up a little bit. You know, you see you're out to dinner with your friend and they get a cheeseburger or whatever. And you can say, hey, you know, go for it. However, um, you know, dairy, dairy it really is terrible for you. Um, and leave it at that. And if they're curious as to why or how, pass along the podcast or, or spit out some quick facts. If they don't care, then leave it at that. And, you, can, you know, you can't push people um, to want to get healthy. They kind of have to make the choice themselves. So um, just inform, be polite, be nice about it, uh, do it in a caring tone. But uh, but spread the good word. And with that, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to see the studies or um, my citations for all these studies that I spouted out, uh, write me. Ryan at MainlyPlants.com, at MainlyPlants on all the social media, MainlyPlants.com. And until next week, go eat a salad. <laughs>